0: This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. And this morning, again, Pastor Samples, thank you so much for your love, for your fellowship. Every time I get down, these people call me. They pray for me. Thank you, sir. You don't know. It, It means so much to me. More than the silver and gold that's what Peter and John said. Silver and gold have we none, But we got something that's much more powerful. It may not be just precious at that time. But more powerful than silver and gold can buy. The name of Jesus. And that's what we got even today. Aren't you glad that you have the name of Jesus in your hand? You got the word of God. No matter how bad the situation is. If you are filled with the word of God. It's the word of God that will create faith in you. I'm so glad that I've got my beautiful, beautiful bride here. Miss Ruth Veronica Morar here. She's a great, great gal. She's a great gal. I've never seen her. Sometimes, you know, she doesn't even fight with me. Many times I try to instigate it. But she said, Julius, I am so satisfied. I am so content seeing things of this world. I am so blessed. There is no reason to fight. We got a bigger enemy out there. You are not my enemy. You are just my husband. (laughs) She treats me good. I treat her good. What? 28 years of marriage. A girl that was picked up by by my parents, not by me. They arranged it. And that arrangement is still continuing on. (laughs) Now we are dating. I take her on, you know, dates. In India, that's what we do. After we are married, then we date with each other. And by the time you get to know each other good, it's too late to leave. So we just live together. (laughs) <laughs> but she is a great help meet she is there every time for the ministry she takes care of me and I take care of the ministry somebody has to take care of me too right amen man of God needs somebody and that's what I see in your pastors and I thank all of you for your wonderful support to us every month your Monetary support comes to us. It means a lot to us because a large portion, major portion of our finances come from this country. This nation has blessed us, our ministry. And I want to encourage you that America, God has blessed you. Make sure that your blessing does not go stagnant. It not, does not go to a cul-de-sac. It does not go to a dead end. It needs to be keep flowing. Give and it shall be given unto you. Whatever. It is not about the the measurement. It's not about the volume. It's not about how many zeros behind one or two or three. It's about the attitude and the heart that you have to give. Give and it shall be given. The gospel must, must be preached throughout the nation. And God has made this nation such a strong nation. People out in this world, they envy U.S. Because the blessing that we have. And no doubt about it, I go to India, come back. I want to kiss the ground. I want to bless the Lord for what measure of blessing God has given to this nation. Many times we take it for granted. Don't do that. Give thanks unto the Lord each and every moment. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall be continually from my mouth. And when you share, you care. He shared his son. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his begotten son. He just didn't love, enjoy it. No, he gave. When you love somebody, if you love the Lord, you will give. Because love and give go together. You can't love somebody and don't give nothing. Oh, I love you, my son, but I'm not going to give you nothing. I love you, honey, but I'm not giving you nothing. Can you do that? What kind of love is that? Love always requires giving. So if you love the Lord, you got to give. And ask yourself, what can you give? Whatever you have given, it's going back to you, Lord. Because it's going to come back. And this morning, from the word of God, I'd like to draw your attention on the book of First Kings. If you have your Bibles with you. And I will keep telling you about India and our work as we I go along with the word of God. Is that alright? Amen. I'm here to encourage you and uh, strengthen your faith. See, faith is something that's like muscles. If you don't use your muscles, it will become weak. More you, you use your muscles, it becomes stronger. But you have to know it's a process. Sometimes some people like to use, run to their faith. When they need to be crawling. (laughs) Sometimes. They crawl. When they need to run. You need to understand. That's why the Bible says. Redeeming the time. For the days are even. Be careful of the time. Be known to what time you are living in. Be known to your circumstances. Just don't keep your eyes closed. And ears closed. And say. Well. Don't be. Like an ostrich. Putting your head and mouth in the sand and thinking I'm safe. Christians, it's our time to open our eyes and our ears. And this morning, the title of my sharing, I know you got a great pastor and a teacher. And I'm just going to share some things that God has laid upon my heart to give it to you. How to think big when you only see small. How to think big when you only see small. How to think freedom when you are in slavery. (laughs) How to think prosperity when you are going through poverty. You have to understand that you are in this world but not of this world. So keep yourself in the group that are in this world but not of this world. You have to separate yourself somewhere. You just can't think that, well, I'm one of them. I'm one of the world people. No, you are not. You are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are baptized in His name. You have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The gift of God that He has given to us. So you have to separate. Like when I go to India. Yes, Over there I find myself an Indian. I was born and raised there, educated there, everything. But somewhere I have to keep myself separated. I am a child of the living God. Being, working, dwelling among the heathens. Among the idol worshippers, among multi-god worshippers, you talk about multi-god, 365 million gods are worshipped by Hindus. Every corner, they have a statue. They have an idol. Cow is a god to them. Monkey is a god to them. Cobras is a god to them. Everything is god to them. Living, being, doing business with them having them as a friend going into their parties, going into their fellowship, going somewhere or else I have to separate myself. I am a child of God. You have to understand that the world should not have influence on you because you are a separate chosen of the Almighty God. The book of First Kings. How to see big when you only see small. And this morning I'm here to encourage you. That if you haven't, there will be a time come that you'll be crying out to God for your marriage, for your finances, for your children, your spiritual growth, for your health. There will be a time. If it hasn't come yet, don't worry. It will. But my question is, are you prepared for that time? When it comes to your finances, when it comes to your health, when it comes to your children, your spouse, your family, are you ready for that or not? And this morning I want to help you understand that there is a God in heaven that is concerned about us. That hears our cry. I was Talking to my wife while coming up here. That Cain killed Abel. Abel was gone. In the eyes of Cain. But not in the eyes of God. <laughs> you know what God said to Cain? Where is your brother? You know that? He said, I, I don't know. And they said, am I a keeper of my brother? God said, Abel's blood is crying out from the ground. And I stopped there. And God said, read it again. You think he's dead. In the world's eyes, he's dead. He's no more. But in God's eyes, his blood was still crying. A God who is so concerned that even after death, he's hearing our cry. Just imagine if we cry out today, how much more he's going to listen to us. When he's so concerned, who cries? Does a dead person cry? No, he's gone, right? We think that, not God. God says his blood is crying unto me. His blood is calling upon me. My question is, have you given up in your life? You think that your situation is dead? There's nothing else that can be done. I have a good news for you. Even if your situation is a dead situation, you can cry out to God and God is going to listen to you. I said cry again. Oh, I have been crying for a long time. I said cry again. Call him again at the time of trouble and I will listen to you and take you out of your troubles. The problem is already solved. You cry out, I will listen and I will take you out of your trouble. The problem is already, the the answer is already given that I will hear and I will take you out of the trouble. Your situation All that you have to do is cry unto me. Call me upon. Call me at the time of trouble and I'll answer. Elijah has just got the victory over the prophets of Baal. It was a drought. We all know about drought here in California. I don't know. Very soon... We might have to change the name of California, a drought state. Yeah, a drought state. And he was in the same situation. There had not been rain for three years. This is dry. Everything was dry. Looks like that the sky, the heaven has turned brass. Nobody's hearing. But there was this man named Elijah. Oh he was a prophet of course but James 5:17 says Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of 3 years and 6 months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain he was just like us alike passions as we are he could feel The heat, he could feel the pain, he could feel the hunger, he could feel the thirst, just like us. But there was something more that he developed in him. Let me read it to you. First Kings chapter 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong version. Let me read some in Hindi so you would know how it sounds. All right? Just 40, verse number 41, chapter 18, verse 41. Of 1 Kings, chapter 18, verse 41. That's in Hindi. Let me read it in a better language. (laughs) That everybody can understand. Alright. And Elijah said unto Ahab. "Mm." You know Ahab has always blamed everything to Elijah. He always was against him. But what a compassionate person Elijah was. The spirit of God is a compassionate spirit. A spirit of love. Though Ahab and Jezebel were not God-fearing king and queen. But Elijah always talked to them in a love manner. The world, when I go out there, look at the Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists and all of that. I know that they don't believe in our God. But our love is the connection between them and us. They are full of hatred. I'm full of love of God towards them. And that gives us enough strength. And it makes a bridge for us to reach to them. The love of God. What manner of love He did to us. It's our responsibility to go and find them with the love of God. Many times it, it you get frustrated and you are so angry with them. With all the 365 million God Seeing their, their, them sacrificing. I'm talking about literally slaughtering their children in front of their God and goddesses. You get so frustrated. You are so angry. But the love of God, they need Jesus too. And that's what makes me go back again and again to preach the gospel among them. No matter how much opposition, threat on our lives, I can give you a whole detail of that. But right now is the time to glorify Him and Him alone. Because at the end, the bottom line is that he is still on the throne. And his hands are not shortened yet. That he cannot save. He's still working. He is still a compassionate God. He's still a loving God. Amen. Hallelujah. So. And Elijah said unto him. Get thee up. And eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. How to think big. When you only see small. The first thing. You must understand the power of hearing. We take it for granted. We hear, we we want to hear everything and we can hear anything. But listen, there is power in hearing. Don't listen to everything or don't listen to anything because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Just imagine hearing has the power to bring in faith in you. You keep your ears closed and your faith is zero. It's the hearing that brings faith. It's not about reading this and seeing that and doing that. No. It's the hearing. And what hearing? Not the talk show. Not the radio show. Not the RJ's. Not this and that. Word of God. Word of God. People are full of question and frustration. They are completely out of track because they don't Hear the word of God. When people, you know, I'm I'm a pastor. I pastor several churches over there. That's why they call me bishop. And people bombard me with the questions. Irrelevant questions. And all the answer is, have you read the word of God? No. I was reading a magazine. And I read that he did that, he did that. I said, take that magazine and sell it out. And buy a Bible and read it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because your answer lies in the Word of God. You know, Word of God is not Word of God. It is the God. <laughs> Amen. John 1st. 1st. In the beginning was the Word. Word was with God and Word was God. You want to have more of God? Have more of word in you. Because more word you have, more God you have. Hallelujah. And the rain has not started yet. But he could not hear just the rain, but the abundance and this morning, can I encourage you that if you want to hear abundance in your life, I don't care whether it's finances, I don't care whether it's joy, I don't care whether it's health, if you need abundance of anything, start hearing the word of God. Because word of God is just not meager, it's not here and there, it's sprinkling. it's abundance. It brings more than you can eat. It brings more than you can handle. It can, it can bring more than you wear. It can bring more than you drink. It is abundance. Life abundance. Life eternal. Joy eternal. Peace eternal. Everything is more and more in God. <laughs> you want to know the power of hearing? Go and ask Jacob and Esau. No, no, it's not, I'm not talking about the blessing, I'm talking about the power of hearing. When Isaac called Esau and he was talking to him, somebody was ha <laughs> ha. And that one hearing. I mean, you know, all the I'm talking about that kind of hearing where you pay attention to receive the abundance. I mean, she was she used to live in the house, right? Rebecca was the mother. She she could hear everything. But that day, she heard something more. Not overheard, but she heard it. Our problem, the church goer people are a lot of overheard. I overheard he's doing this. He's doing that. His wife that. His husband that. It's all one word, gossip. You don't need overhearing. You need to hear the word of God. Because, you know, you only... Hallelujah. You only see what you are looking for. You look for gossip, you will get it. (laughs) But if you want to have the life and life eternal, hallelujah, hear the word of God. And in America, I, 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 I challenge every church that don't squeeze the preaching time. Make it elaborated. You know, there was a time when America was known for preaching and preachers. I'm not against worship and I'm not against songs and I'm not against music, but I tell you what, it's the, it's the Word of God that's going to remain forever and ever. We need more of the Word of God. We need more of the preacher. And I know, I, I, I know about this church. You have a great preacher and a great teacher. I, can you give a big hand to Pastor Sampa? I've heard, heard him over the internet. I've, I've gone to your website and I've heard the preaching because this church preaches the word of God. Hallelujah. And that's what we need. All your questions will be answered at only one place. It's in the word of God. Oh, you want to know the power of hearing? Go and ask those spies and Rahab, the harlot. These spies were from the God's army, if you want to call that. And they had gone to spy about the city of Jericho. But as soon as they laid down, laid down as spies, you are, you need to be on vigil. And you are, let's catch a break. Folks, this is not a time for us to catch a break. Your enemy is not taking a break. You cannot go in the war and say, can I have a time out? Five minutes, I'll be back. That's where you are going to be killed, right there. Because your enemy is 24-7 seeking who he can devour, And we are making ourselves so vulnerable. Instead of being vigil. Coming to church. I don't know how it's in America because I don't pastor it. But in India, man, some people, they have to drag themselves to the church. Listen, the Bible says walking with God, not dragging with God. Enoch, Enoch, please God, by what? Walking with him. When you walk with somebody, I don't like to drag somebody to walk with me. Come on, come on. We are going for an evening walk. (laughs) That's not a joyful walking. Ain't going to hell, brother. Oh, walking is a good exercise. Yes, not dragging. Don't drag yourself with God. <laughs> walk with Him gladly. You know when you walk, it needs to be a healthy walk. And you know what walk is? You only walk with the person whom you know. Nobody can knock at your door and say, Hello, I am so and so. Would you walk with me? Walk with you what? Where? Who are you? I, who, whosoever, just walk with me. No, I am not. We need to walk with God. Amen. Thanks Jesus. And you know walking should not be frustrating. Walking should be healthy talking. You know you did that. You did that. I'm not coming with you. I'm going back to Wait a minute. Is this walking? We went went for a walk. You came back angry. You came back quarreling. When you walk with God. Walk with him happily. That will bless you. And these spies have laid down. When Rahab came to them and said, listen, what are you doing here? Oh, we are here to find out how can we win this city. You have already won it. Your God has already done it. You read that chapter. I mean, it's so powerful. That harlot becomes a preacher right there. To the preachers. Encouraging their faith. We have heard what your God has done. And how he made your forefathers cross the Red Sea. We have heard. We were not there. You guys were there. Your forefathers were there. You should have known better. Hallelujah. The power of hearing. And I encourage every one of you. Don't undermine the word of God. Don't undermine the hearing of the word of God. You want to have more of God? Have more of the word of God. And it will take care of you. I'm helping you how to... See big, when you only see small. He heard the abundance, the sound of the abundance of rain. Remember, in God's plan of everything, it's the sound first, and then the audio first, then the video. (laughs) It's always audio first. Well, even in our technology, radio came first before the TV. Before the cameras, it was the radio. Before the TV, it was the radio. Audio was always first. And without audio, no video. Good. Try to mute a movie. Try to mute your news, evening news, and watch it. Are you going to enjoy it? No. But even if you don't watch the news, but you hear the news, that's good enough. Amen? So, which is more powerful, the video or the audio? Audio is more powerful. You can hear the news on the radio and get convinced than watching a muted news on the TV. You are not convinced. You are are not convinced because you cannot hear nothing. You only see them. (laughs) Thank you Jesus. Satan knew the power of hearing and that's why he came into the garden of Eden and he did not shake Eve, showed every, anything, just talk to her because he knew the power of hearing. He blocked the word of God and he started pouring his word. Be careful what you are hearing because there is power in hearing. Hallelujah. Hear the word of God and it will bless you. And that's what Elijah just like like manner of us he could feel the pain and everything that we do he could get into trouble just like you and I but he was man of hearing I said he was man of hearing he had word of God in him so he goes leaves Ahab and separates himself you know when you hear the word of God you have to separate yourself, because you cannot mix the world and the world together. I said you cannot mix world and word together. Let the world be world, and God's word be the priority. You can't listen to two radio stations at the same time. You have to fine tune it. Make sure you fine tune it. And many times it may not be in a bigger convention and a conference. It may be a very small sound. Our problem is we talk more, listen less. But Samuel knew the trick. He said, God, you speak, I'm listening. I'm not saying nothing. It's your time to speak to me. Jesus said, my sheep not see me, but they hear my voice. They don't hear anybody else because they know me. They know my voice. Remember, when the sheep was lost in the wilderness, and the shepherd went to find, fetch her out. What was the means that the shepherd would have used, To find that sheep. No GPS. No map. No signs. She is a sheep. Okay. Not a lion that you look for the pug marks. He's not looking at the pug marks. Because it is not a lion. It is a sheep. And sheep don't make pug marks. Okay. (laughs) Talk to this. The only way the shepherd would know where the sheep is. When he called out. And the sheep calls back. That was the only communication. Hello? Julius? Yes, Lord? Here I am. And this morning, can I encourage you that when you need, you are lost, your only communication is cry out to God. Hallelujah. And He's right out there to find you. Don't lose that connection. Don't lose that network. Don't lose that communication skill. Talk to God and call him at the time of trouble. So he separates himself and goes on a mountain. And interestingly now he poses himself in a beautiful manner. Listen to this. It says, so Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth. And put his face between the knees. Try imagining that. I don't know if I can do that or not, but... Try imagining yourself sitting on the ground. Putting your face in between your knees. Do you know what are you really blocking at that time? Try imagining that. Your face in between your knees. Your ears are blocked. Your ears are blocked from rest of the world. Whatever they are saying, I'm not hearing because I've already heard the abundance of the sound of rain. I've already heard the word of God. I've already heard the voice of God. Our problem is right out there as soon as we hear the word of God. You know, even Jesus said that a lot of people, they receive it gladly. But when they go out, the birds come and they take it away. And many, you know why? Because we are not closing our ears enough. I remember when I was in India, the phones, several years ago, the phones have just been introduced in India. And not the cell phones, the landline. And a uh, lot of friends there. I, was, I moved into this new uh, city and uh, I wanted to make connections because I had to do a lot of school and church and all of that. So a lot of connections out there. And everybody was trying to call me on Sunday morning. When I was preparing myself to go to church, my phone was ringing without a stop. And, I, and every time, you know, when phone the ring, when phone rings, your instinct is going, hello, hello, you know. Even you know it's a telemarketing, but you still pick it up. And we didn't have no voicemail and all of that. Then I realized this is taking too much of my time. This is distracting me. And right from Saturday night, I would t- take the mouthpiece and put it on the dial. Close my ears to the world. I want to hear the voice of God. We are hearing too much of the government, too much of the politicians, too much of the doctors, too much of our lenders. If we can shut all those things down and listen to the word of God, He is still worthy to take you out of your trouble. Nothing is seen. He's sending his servant, go and see, is there anything out there? See, he's building his faith muscles. And remember, faith is something, it's like a telescope, if I would put it this way. It's like a telescope. If you go in a clear night sky, uh, night, uh, clear sky night, and you look into the sky, you can see a lot of stars up there. But don't think that there are just that many stars up there. Try to take a telescope, look through a telescope. My goodness, you will be amazed what your eyes cannot see. Many a times you need the telescope of faith that can see beyond your limitation, beyond your vision. Your natural, your physical, your family, your finances, all these visions, they limit you, folks. They discourage you. You only see up to here. How am I going to make this payment? How am I going to meet this bill? How am I going to do that? Can I help you this morning? Take the telescope of faith and look beyond your limitation. Because your God is not limited with your eyes and with your vision. and prodigal son thought of his father, he said, I'll go and ask my father forgiveness, and I'll ask him to keep me as a servant. His limitation was only up to, from being a son to a servant. But this morning, can I encourage you, he wants to bring you up from the servant position to the sonship position. He wants to bless you much more than you can ever even imagine. How to think big when you only see small. And finally, Keiji came back, his servant, his associate, and said, I can only see a very small cloud as a man's hand. <laughs> as big as a man's hand. That's good enough. That's good enough. Seven times. And you know, Bible has used this seven times many a time. It's the perfect Number. When you are completely in the will of God. Because God is not going to share His glory with nobody else. By seven times, you are completely out of your effort, out of your strength, out of your program, out of your agendas. You are completely out by seven times. And you say, nothing can be done. It's over. I have tried everything. Nothing is working. God said, now I'm going to get the glory. Now I will finish the work. When everybody has already given up, four days later, he comes back to Bethania. He comes back to Lazar's tomb. Everybody says he's already gone four days. the The soul has already departed. He's already dead four days. He is stinking now. Jesus said, now I'm going to get the glory. And your situation might be a stinking situation, I don't know. Might be a situation that you have tried everything. Can I encourage you this morning? Go back again. Go back again. When your effort, when all the institutions that you have been relying on have given up, your God is still upon the throne to help you out. He is going to take you out. Think big because He is a much bigger God than your problem and your trouble. If if your problem is bigger than your God, then you are serving a wrong God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! The service was over. I was there in May in India. Sunday service was over. This lady, Indian lady, Hindu lady, came to me. Feeble voice. Uh, you could feel that. She has given all the hopes. And she said, Pastor, my son has been involved in a a gang. And they are not letting him out. Though he he wants to get out of there, but they are not letting him out. I have gone. I am a Hindu. I have gone. And I have Called upon all the gods that I know, 365 million gods. Nobody has given me no answer. Somebody has told me about your Jesus. She said, Your Jesus. So I'm just here. I don't know what you can do. I looked, looked into her eyes and I built my faith. And I said, Ma'am, I don't know you, I don't know your son, but I know my Jesus. <laughs> I have experience with him. That in the times of trouble when I call. He has taken me out of it. You remember David. When he went to kill Goliath. And Saul was not believing him. He used his past experiences. He said. A lion came. Took my sheep. I took it out from him. Then a bear came. You know God can use your experiences. To take you forward. He can use your past success to give you another success. And this morning, there is no one sitting out here who has not been successful in your life. What God has given to you. When your trouble comes, would you use your past success to go forward and kill your giant again and again and again. Hallelujah. I looked into her eyes and I said, I don't know you. I don't know your situation. I don't know your son. I don't know the gang. But I know my Jesus. <laughs> And I said, within three, three days, I, I don't know why did I say that. I should have said the time. I regret it, but then I didn't. I said, in three days, he's going to come back. I, I, I said, why did I say that? What if he doesn't? Hallelujah. How to see big when you only see small. Your faith can do much more than you can ever imagine. While we were talking, listen to me, while we were talking, there was a feud going on between that. Later on, I got to know the whole story. While we were talking on that Sunday morning, the gang split, and everybody scattered. And that boy, right that moment, while I was talking to her, completely came out of that gang, came back home. He's attending our church over there. There is power in the word of God. We are men and women of faith. It's time for us to get out of our situation. And declare the glory of God. Shall we all stand this morning? Pastor, if you permit. I'd like to pray for a few people. That might be going through a situation. They might be seeing just little. Maybe their situation is kind of discouraging them. You are losing hope in God. When He is not, He still has the hope. But you are losing because you don't have word enough. Can I ask if you are in one of those situations, would you just Step forward right here at the altar. I would like to pray with you. My faith and your faith will match. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.